a brand new episode of the Happy Productive Podcast is about to begin. It's time to be inspired by simple and actionable solutions for you and your business. If you're an established entrepreneur or just laying down the first brick of your future empire, the mantra is the same. We will flip any failure into a positive and use it to our advantage. This show is all about turning coal into diamonds. With the right plan and mindset, anything is possible. I'm Jennifer John, your host, business coach, and founder of Best Planner Ever. And I'm here to help you achieve all your ambitious goals. Success is closer than you think. Let's do this. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to today's Happy Productive. I think you're going to love this conversation. I know I'm really excited for it. I have today as a special guest, Tony Wang. Welcome, Tony. Hi, Jennifer. Pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. You guys, Tony is a business coach and mentor who helps business leaders and entrepreneurs redesign their thoughts, emotions, and beliefs in order to create a more fulfilling life. And obviously, it should be no surprise why I would want to have Tony on the show because this is the stuff that is like my jam. Tony helps his clients overcome their negative mental patterns and unconscious self-sabotaging patterns to achieve more success and happiness in their lives. So the Happy Productive Podcast, Tony, you're in the right place. I love talking about all this stuff. And to kick us off, why don't you just start with a quick little, just give us a minute or two into how you came to do this work and how you started your business. Yeah, um, two minutes, that's going to be hard, but I'll do my best. You can have three. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll try two and a half. Yeah, so I, I I was always kind of entrepreneurially minded. So after college, I just didn't do anything with my chemistry degree. I just jumped right into starting my own business uh, full time. I um, had some money saved up and just went straight in. I figured, hey, if I work, you know, eight hours, eight to 10 hours a day, I'm going to figure it out eventually. Like I had no idea what I was doing, but I figured I'll figure it out. But a year and a half went by. I didn't really figure it out. I made some money where I was able to pay for my rent uh, and my food, but that was pretty much it. And I was so stressed, so burned out from struggling, thinking, oh, did I make the wrong choice here? Maybe I should have saved up more. Maybe I should have gotten a job. Um, that I actually got sick and I went to the hospital. I was diagnosed with a chronic gut inflammatory illness where stress is one of the major causes. Terrible experience. I looked like a skeleton after I got out of the hospital. Yeah, just horrible. But that was a pivotal moment for me because it really made me reflect, You know, not just what I was doing externally, but my mental, emotional state you know, everything just down to my core, like knowing the root cause was something deeper, not just, you know, what, what I'm doing tactically, but my mindset, my beliefs, my emotions, uh, my past experiences, all those things. So that's when I started taking my, I guess you can call it mental, emotional health very seriously and just started digging for unconscious patterns that could have been holding me back. And I worked with a coach specializes in a very interesting quote-unquote therapy it's like alternative which is called peat no one's probably heard of it but it's like more evolved eft okay in, in a sense so it really i just loved it because i read the the creator's work and he had like he, he was a very prolific author and researcher clinical psychologist and it just really resonated with me and after a couple of coaching sessions with her i felt like a completely different I felt a huge shift where, you know, everything was still kind of the same, but my outlook was different. And then within three or four months, everything just exploded. My income went up 10x. 
I made six figures that year. It was like a dream of mine uh, going from sleeping on a mattress in a one bedroom or two bedroom apartment with a roommate to, you know, having six figure income. And I thought like, wow, like I, I really made it. And then after that, I, I went on to just really double down on business, which was what I was passionate about. Um, performance marketing, and I uh, grew a $25 million advertising company. Did that until COVID. And then around COVID, that's when I started getting burnt out. And I realized that I was too attached to this concept of success and uh, external success. And even though I had pretty much everything that I wanted, I wasn't happy. I wasn't really fulfilled. So that's when I, again, went back inside inward, this time with the help of some plants to really, really, you know, kind of find out who I am. I know that's a little cliche, but just go on that inward journey. Mm-hmm. And then I focused really heavily on spirituality for, for a while and, you know, just really gave me some insights into life that it's not all about just material success and it's not all about, you know, just being 100% spiritual either. It's kind of like you need, you need both because this is the, the, the universe we live in. So now I, I mentor other entrepreneurs who are kind of on the same path and want to use some of these tools to quickly unblock themselves, uh, taking what I've learned in my own journey. Oh, I love this so much. It sounds a lot like my journey as well. And I think that you get to a point where something, you know, burned out, maybe a divorce, maybe maybe a diagnosis, you know, something can happen where you just are like, wait a second, like, I got to change up how I'm doing things here. And I love that you went inward, because that's really where all the work is, is within ourselves. And this is one of the things that in our coaching practice and the clients that we work with, even though we're not necessarily like advertising this because we're business coaches, right? And so people are like, hey, I want to grow my business. And they think that it's all this tactical stuff. Oh, you know, you got to build your list and you do email marketing and social media and all this stuff. But the truth is that it's really the internal work, which we pair both of these together. And the way I explain it is, guys, we have to do the emotional work and then we can do the tactical work and the two go together. You're not going to have one without the other, or certainly you're not going to be as effective or get the results that you want if you don't have one without the other. So I'd love that you're here today because the emotional stuff is my favorite work to do. Like the tactical, I'm like, okay, fine. Like, you know, we have all that stuff and my team can, you know, explain it all and how it all works. But the emotional work is really where I just, I love that space because when you can help a business owner change their beliefs, change their story, push past their fears, heal their pain. And guys, we all have it at some level, at some point, there's no way to escape being a human and not have some kind of wounding or some kind of pain. If you can help them overcome that, they can go out into the world and they can just do amazing things. This is how I like to say I'm changing the world one entrepreneur at a time is just by helping them get past some of this stuff. So first, I would love to hear, like, at what point did the light bulb go on that actually, this isn't the external stuff, this is internal work that I need to do on myself? What did that look like? Yeah, what did that look like for you? For me, um, it was plant medicines that really helped me, mm-hmm. uh, particularly a one called aboga, which not many people have heard of, they call it the like the grandfather of plant medicines. So okay. Uh, I've never done ayahuasca, but some people that have expect, you know, aboga to be this like gentle ride, loving, like you're one with the universe, all of that. But it's the, <laughs> it can be, feel like the opposite, just like life slapping you in the face, telling you like, this is where you're, you're messing up. 
you know, just like a stern, a stern uh, masculine, like father figure. Mm-hmm. So it was really that experience, just like going inside and uh, just seeing how my past patterns created the presence just really deep inside of my own mind was able to shed a lot of light on, yeah, the patterns that were playing out and why I wasn't feeling fulfilled because fulfillment doesn't come from the outside. It comes from inside. And we, we, we sometimes strive for external success or we want our lives to be a certain way because of some wounding that we have from the past that we're trying to cover up instead of addressing it directly. Um, so that was one of my takeaways and, um, yeah, just really grateful I learned that lesson because I was at a point where I had pretty much everything I wanted, but I kept wanting more because I feel like, you know, it, it, I just wasn't happy. Yeah. Yeah. Was there a pattern and pick one, but was there a pattern in particular that you can look and say, oh, when I identified this pattern and then I broke it, this, this was what happened as a result of like, you know, interrupting or breaking that pattern? Yeah. I would say one of my patterns was just, I'm very like competitive, but not overtly, like, like inwardly. Like, so one of my motivations in my performance marketing business was just hearing about other people's successes and then me being like, I want to be better than that. Mm. And, you know, it's good for motivation, but there's a point where I'm, I'm perfectly happy and I don't need to work 10 hours a day anymore. But that part is still that like, you know, pattern, that identity of wanting to be the best um, just to, you know, be superior to someone else was still playing out. And that was affecting my relationships, uh, my health, my business decisions. So that's something that once I overcame it, now it's just like, I'm just happy being me because that's really all I can be. And if I want to achieve something, like I want to have a good reason for it, not just, <laughs> not just, you know, something more superficial. Right, right. And so now in your current business, and I think it's a newer business now with the coaching, right? So now you're actually coaching other business owners and leaders on how to do this work for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I help entrepreneurs. They may not, they may not have the same intention, like the the more like, you know, I want to like heal my wounds or, or something like that. Oh, yeah. They, they never, Tony, they never come in going, I want to heal my wounds. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Yeah. Like, they come and go and help me make more money. Help me work less hours. It's like, exactly. all right, guess what? We're going to have to heal some shit if you want that to happen. But they never come in with, will you please yep. help me heal my wounds? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, I was the same way. Like the reason I got into this, I just wanted my, I just wanted to make some money and heal my body. That's it. Uh-huh. And I never thought about, yeah, I never thought about any of this, but now I see they're, they're, they're the same, like this, this, um, journey of accomplishment and success and spirituality, they're, they're one and the same to me. So yeah, yeah exactly. I, I help business owners, you know, solve their problems, but at a level deeper than, oh, this is, you know, the marketing funnel you should use. Um, mm-hmm. Basically diagnosing the root, root cause and addressing that, whether it's, you know, a lot of times it's just procrastination, resistance, and then there's a lot there. Like, you know, either um, a belief about themselves that they, they're not, they, they can't do something well past traumas, experiences. And then that's what we work with. Oh, I love this. And guys who are listening, girls who are listening, please know I am not poo-pooing achievement. I love achievement. I love getting out there. I love go after your goals, like live the life you want to lead. 
But there's a lot that goes along with that sometimes that needs to be unpacked. And I think sometimes it can become almost an addiction, this just like drive to succeed and and be better and, and the next goal and the next goal. And then I think that when you get to a place where it really starts to affect you physically, you start to realize, wait a second, like I'm really not living the life I want to live. My business now feels like a prison. Like there's all these things that can happen along the way. And so with the business owners that you work with, like what would you say is one of the number one pain points that they come to you with that you help them work through and kind of unpack? I would say there's there's a handful. There's maybe like two or three. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, sometimes it starts off with a... uh, you know, business thing. And then the rest of our sessions, they just turn into completely other random topics. I think they realize like, oh, wait, I can, you know, apply this to other, other issues in my life. Like screw this business stuff. I'm good there. Let's work on this. this, this. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I would say imposter syndrome, unworthiness, that's one for entrepreneurs that have reached a level of success. They still feel like, you know, they're still not qualified. Mm-hmm. They're just not good enough. They're not really happy with their progress, even though, even though they've come such a long way. Another one is procrastination, which I, I, I look at procrastination as there's two sides. There's obviously there's resistance to doing something you don't want to do, but then there's also the guilt of not doing it and then feeling shitty about yourself. And that kind of perpetuates the cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how we work on that one. And, and yeah, I'd say those are two of the common ones. Yeah, we see that a lot. Heck, as an entrepreneur, I've experienced all of those things and... So if you're listening to this show right now and you're like, hey, I, you know, you're aligning with this, like, that's me. I felt the procrastination. I bumped up against that resistance. If that is you, so where do you recommend, Tony, that somebody starts? Like they're hearing this and they're going, oh, they're getting an inkling of like, maybe it's not just that tactical thing. Maybe it's not just driving myself crazy and driving to that next goal. Maybe there's something deeper here that I need to explore. Like, what would you suggest as like a first step for somebody who maybe wants to start to explore more of this internal world? Yeah, I would say a really good first step is to, it sounds really, you know, simple, but be aware of your emotional state as you, as you think about a problem. And that's how I start all of the, all of the sessions, all the processes that we do. We always start with a specific problem, like, when I want to you know, do this, I find myself not being able to follow through. And then there, there's an emotion there. Let's say it's resistance. Mm-hmm. And then just the, the first step is usually getting people to accept that resistance is there and not resisting the resistance. And then just um, kind of processing it, just being okay with it, feeling it, being present. Like they, they, there's, this, there's a saying, like feeling is healing. And mm-hmm. I really think that is the first step. I think there's a lot more to that. It's there, There's... You, you can go really deep with that, but the first step is just to acknowledge, accept that, you know, there's something that's not ideal for you. Um, because if you keep resisting it, if you keep pushing it away, it's not going to get solved. Yeah, agree completely. One of the ways, and I, I love that you're talking about this because it's so in alignment with, with the clients that we work with and what we do as well in that, like sometimes we feel something and so identifying that emotion, you know, what is it that I'm actually feeling? So I woke up today and let's say I'm tired, right? We will put this extra layer of junk on top of that. It's like, well, now I'm angry that I'm not tired and I wish I wasn't tired and I'm resentful that I'm tired. And, you know, and then we start beating ourselves up and it's almost like, 
if we can just allow ourselves to feel that emotion, to feel that feeling and be okay with it, like just that is such a powerful practice. I find that when I'm feeling whatever it is that I'm feeling, not adding that whole extra layer of junk on top of it, because now I, I got to deal with the emotion and then I got to deal with all the junk that I'm putting on top of it. And it just makes it so much harder to kind of get at the core when we're beating ourselves up and we're adding a bunch of other negative emotions on top of it. Um, at least that's what I see or how I kind of, when I work with my clients yeah. of how I help to help them to understand that it's like, okay, whatever you're feeling is what you're feeling, but let's not add that secondary layer of, of junk on top of it. Yeah. I agree with you completely. One, I guess, parable or a, a analogy uh, from, I believe the Buddha, he says, whenever we suffer misfortune, there's two arrows that come flying at us. The first arrow we can't avoid. That's just the situation. It's painful. It sucks. But the second arrow is our thoughts, feelings, perceptions about the first. And that one is avoidable. But a lot of people don't realize that or they don't make an effort to avoid that. And then they get hit by two arrows, which makes the, the suffering more. That is a a much more profound and beautiful way of explaining it. <laughs> I love it, right? I love that visualization of the two arrows yeah. and the first one you can't avoid, but the second one you can, and it's within your choice if you want to avoid that second arrow. Yeah. Oh, I love this so much. Um, this is probably my favorite space to play in. Is just I, I don't know if it's because through my own life, I had a lot of abuse and stuff that I had to overcome. And I've done so much of this healing work on myself and seeing like the results from it. When you really start to do this work, you learn how to process and manage your emotions, you can navigate through life without trauma triggers, which I dealt with for years. It does feel like you just get to spread your wings and fly and you can be whoever you want to be. And it's such a beautiful thing. And even as you just navigate the day to day and people say and do dumb shit and it just doesn't really bother you anymore. You can just sort of navigate yeah. through all of it and it just becomes like this beautiful thing. And you start to really appreciate life, I think on a whole different level and it, you know, kind of yeah. getting past that whole like day-to-day -day survival thing. And you really start to thrive. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, the, the truest level of freedom that people, yeah. like I used to think like if I had a lot of money or status, I would have more freedom, but really it's just about, the emotional side and not, not getting triggered by things that I would normally used to react to. And having gone through this journey, I will say like, I used to think it was kind of like a cult because um, not like a cult, but you know, people always talk about it, like how important healing is, how it's important to be in touch with your emotions, all of that. And I just didn't really get it. And I had a friend who um, invited me to like a workshop he was doing and he was saying like, yeah, you know, uh, and he, he was in a similar uh, profession before we both did performance marketing. And he was like, yeah, like, you know, we, we did a lot of this stuff before in the past and it was cool, but like, this is like, this is the shit. And I just like, didn't get it at the time. But now I'm just like, yeah, this is the shit. It's awesome. And it's, it's just so free um, yeah. is how I would describe it. Not, not wanting fulfillment from you know, outside things. It's so true. Like I had to find it as well. Like all of the, you know, the, the healing stuff and the, oh, it goes back to childhood. Like I didn't want to hear any of that either in my earlier years. And now looking back, I realized, I mean, my survival mechanism was to be busy, uh, to stay busy and which is very socially acceptable. So it felt good. You know, it, it fed my ego of like, look how busy and important I am. 
And it's just a bunch of crap. It's a bunch of crap. And I think one day when you get to that point where you start to realize all the material stuff, all the success, it's not the fulfillment that you're seeking. And the only way to find that truly is to go internal and start to do that, that inside work on you. That's, that's, there's nowhere else you can go externally. It might be short lived, but if you don't do the inside stuff, it's not really going to, it's not really going to last. Yeah, totally. One, I guess, model that I kind of look at the world now or look at my personality is the idea of identities. And it, it just put a lot of pieces together. And basically how the reason we are the way we are, the reason our personality is a certain way, or we go into these patterns or we do certain things, see certain things, feel certain things, is to fulfill the goals of an identity. And that identity, let's say it's like, let's say a victim, you know, I I had some horrible things happen and then I, I, you know, take on the identity of a victim. It doesn't mean that's who I really am at my core, because, you know, if we want to get super spiritual we're not we're not even like you know humans men or women we're just this pure awareness consciousness whatever so taking on the identity of a victim there is a benefit to that i receive you know empathy from others i get to feel better about my situation because you know it, it wasn't my fault and, and people take on that identity for a while and then they realize it's kind of hindering because there's also um, constraints to that. So then they have to kind of drop that and then take on a new one that's more empowering for what they want at the time. So, and we have like thousands of these um, identities that we're shifting through depending on our goal. And it's not like one is bad, one is good. It's just, is this helping me fulfill the goal that I want? Because if something really bad happened and I want support, you know, I'm gonna be a victim. So it's not like I'm, you can never be this, you can always be this, but just thinking like, what do I want to create and what are the best identities to be in order to create that? And then there's going to be identities that are kind of stuck. Like if I want to be a, let's say a public speaker, but I have this unconscious identity of a reserved shy person because I was like teased or whatever, like that's going to be in conflict. So that's something where if you notice that, to be able to release that so you can achieve your goal of being a public speaker. Yeah. Oh, that's so powerful. And for everyone listening, I know this is helping so many people right now. Like this is deep work. And Tony, I've heard you say that you worked with other coaches that helped you through this. I know you and I are both coaches and we are helping others through this kind of stuff. And I really want to encourage everybody, like find your coach, find your healer, find your therapist, find your whoever that can help guide you through this stuff. Because when you start looking at your identities, you start looking at, you know, wounding, when you start looking at this stuff, it can be deep, it can be painful, it can be a very difficult space to manage, and to navigate through if you don't really know, like, yeah, I tried to work on myself, and it was, you know, overwhelming or frustrating, or I didn't know what to do, you know, get some help with it. There are so many really talented, qualified, amazing coaches, mentors, therapists, all they come in all different shapes and forms out there. And I would just love to hear your thought on that, Tony, like somebody who maybe wants to do this work, um, should they try to go at it by themselves? Or do you recommend that they they try to actually find somebody qualified who can help them to navigate this internal space? Yeah, so the, the work that I do specifically, it is possible to do on yourself. But depending on your situation, and like if it's really difficult for you to you know, function, or you just have a lot going going on, it's going to be really hard. 
to do it on yourself. And get yeah, you're absolutely right. Getting a coach is really the best way because you don't have to think about how to do it. It's just like receiving it. And you also you have their presence, their support. They're holding space for you. So, so it, it makes the journey a lot easier. And I do think once you get to a certain point and learn some of the tools, then you can, as you gain more awareness, you can start kind of doing more self, self inner work because you, you've gone through the process, you're familiar with it. So you can kind of use like one part of your brain to kind of be the, the facilitator, the coach, and then the other part to you know, receive and go through the, the practices. But at the beginning, if you're new to this, getting a coach will speed up your progress uh, so many times. I agree completely. Guys, stop suffering. Stop suffering alone. There are people out there who can help you. And if you're struggling to break through to that, you know, whatever your definition of the next level is, there are people that can help you do this, but truly, truly break through so that you can really find greater happiness, satisfaction, fulfillment, and just a general love of life. So Tony, thank you so much for being here with me today. I love talking about this stuff. I could just go like on and on and on. Tell me a little bit about, uh, or tell everybody who's listening about where they can find you if they'd like to find out more about the amazing work that you do. Yeah, so my website is tonywang.gg and you can reach out there to join my email list. And from there, um, yeah, you'll get tips from me. I'm, I'm talking a lot about uh, marketing these days, helping experts basically uh, grow their online businesses. But just because, you know, this part, this is such a, a deep part of who I am, like a lot of the emails will about the, the inner work stuff as well. Very nice. Awesome, Tony. Thank you so much for being here with me today. You guys get on Tony's website, check him out, doing some great work here in the world. So if you want to find out more, it's tonywang.gg, right? Not .com, .gg. Working on the dot com. It's a, uh, yeah, it's my name, unfortunately. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. All right, you guys. Um, so many amazing, just amazing little tidbits from today's show. I hope you take something that you've heard today and take action on it. That's the only way that it's really going to make an impact in your life. And that's it for today. You guys now just get out there and have a happy, productive day. Bye, y'all. I hope you found today's episode of the Happy Productive Podcast inspiring. Every successful business is formed by a set of small, consistent, and attainable steps. If you want to learn more, come visit us at jenniferdawncoaching.com to take your next step and learn how to meet your business goals. On our website, you're going to find free resources along with links to the life-changing coaching programs that have transformed the lives of so many of our clients, including the Coaching Academy and our Unbreakable Retreats. Many of them started their journey by listening to this podcast. That's it. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for our next episode. This is the She Leads Podcast Network.